All right. Good morning, everyone. Today is Thursday, February 18th, 2021. And um, we have a fair amount of stuff to talk to report on. Um, what's interesting, though, that I do want to point out is that ever since Trump's been out of office, you see how the, the, the news cycle of the media has really kind of gone back to normal. It's now, you know, focusing on the winter storm all over and, um, and COVID as well. I'm not saying they would have ignored that if Trump was still in office, but I mean, there certainly would have been a lot more to talk about and, you know, take that as you will, good or bad. But anyways, first off, I'm going to get to the main things. Rush Limbaugh passed away. There's a big controversy as to whether or not his death should be celebrated or mourned. Look, the, the guy was an extremely controversial figure. He said a lot of things in the past that some of the things he's apologized for, other things he said no I mean, a lot of people said he shouldn't be mourned, but at the same time, he shouldn't be hated on now that he's passed. Look, I mean, we should treat everyone unless you're a, again, this is my opinion, unless you're, you know, a child molester or something like this, regardless of how controversial you are, you know, I, if there is life after death, I wish you nothing but the best. But at the same time, I understand where people are coming from on the other side. He made Rush Limbaugh himself made fun of dead people. And um, you might be saying, Dave, why are you even talking about this? Because look, that's the elephant in the room. That's the big controversy. It's not necessarily that he died. It's how should we address his death? That's basically what the mainstream media is trying to say without being allowed to actually say it. So the next thing is that Prince Philip was rushed to the hospital, um, although the palace, which, you know, the, the, the royal family's press version or whatever the version of the press is saying that it's strictly for preliminary precaution look i don't care that like yeah whatever unless they got some technology to make them live longer that we talk about in the afternoon episodes <clears throat> look the guy's 99 how much longer you think he's going to be able to go on for like it, what, are you trying to downplay it like i mean this is the time when a lot of those people from that generation have already passed away and if they're still alive I guess God bless, and um, I mean, look, I say I guess because Prince Philip is a, a another controversial figure, so I mean, we'll see what happens. The, again, the guy's 99. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's not that hard to live that long when you just kind of sit around all day, right? So, especially when everything is done for you, I mean, I'm sure you and I would be in great health if we had everything being done for us too, right? So, the next thing is that Biden said in the CNN town hall that he will not be canceling the student debt over ten grand. This is what's interesting. I'm not saying he promised on the campaign to cancel student debt. I think it was one of his things that he kind of like implied that he would reform, but he didn't say straight up because it's the corporate donors. It's a lot of different things, right? He's not going to cancel student debt. At the CNN town hall, there was someone, a woman, a young woman who asked him and said, Mr. President... I would like to thank you for canceling student debt that is 10 grand or below, but we need people, uh, student debt to be canceled, which is 50 grand or below. Are you going to do that? And if you do it, how will you do it right away? He looks at her. He's like, nah, I'm not doing it. That's it. And look, he did go on to explain why the reasons were nonsense. So look, you can say, you know, Dave, that clip was taken out of context because I saw it online too. It's not even about that guys. He just said straight up. I mean, look, there's a couple ways we can look at this. At least he's not, I mean, the glass half full perspective is at least he's not bullshitting us in the sense of like, you know, he's pretty much saying that I'm not going to keep your hopes high, right? At the same time, a lot of people might say, wait a minute, this is not what we wanted. 
this is like we're, 10 grand of student debt or lower i mean to be honest i'm not like i'm students shouldn't even be appreciative of that that, sh- that should be i think personally this is my opinion when it comes in education should not be something you got to pay for it. And if you have to pay for it because it's a capitalistic market, I respect it and understand that it shouldn't be this high, though. I mean, come on. I, th- I think regardless of what perspective you take, if you're in university, Republican or Democrat, nobody wants to see that they have pretty much a, 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 a mortgage when they graduate. You know, unless you're becoming a brain surgeon or a few other positions, you're going to you won't be able to pay that debt off for a long time. Right. So. I mean, I, I don't even think, I think uh, the debt thing is something that should be addressed on both sides because, I mean, education is what's going to advance society. But the question then becomes, do, do those in charge or those with the power really want society to advance? Or would they rather make it seem like we just feel like we're advancing, right? So, again, that gets into a bit of a conspiratorial conversation, but it has to be discussed, right? The next thing is that European and U.S. diplomats are discussing uh, reviving the 2015 Iran deal after the Iran nuclear deal after Iran pretty much said that they're not going to conform to a lot of things um, in terms of their nuclear capability. Look, I, I'll say this. I've said this before and I'll say it again. I know that Obama's attempt to diplomatically reach out and try to make a nice, you know, cushy deal with Iran and stuff. I know that looked good. And it was, I, I mean, in a lot of ways, one could argue that it was a good deal. Others will say it was a disaster. That's not for me to say. However, here's the thing. You don't think after all the handshaking and all the kissing and hugging and all the signing of the nice papers and all that, you don't think Iran is secretly still building nukes? Of course they are. And then it, the, the question then becomes, well, you know, Dave, it's just it's about trust and, you know, a- ascertaining the veracity of that. Look, they're not stupid, especially when they make their intentions so public. The United States lies all the time in many different ways. So does China. So does Russia. So does Israel. Why would Iran be any different? I, I don't know. That, that's all I'm saying. And when I say the U.S. lies, I'm talking about the, the real, like the elites, you know, like the diplomats, the ones that are really trying to suppress the people, if you know what I'm talking about, right? So, again, it, it really depends, and it comes down to a lot of different things. So, the next thing, <coughs> oh, excuse me, the next thing is that the uh, United Nations chief, uh, well, chief, one of the executives or one of the members, if you will, said that 10 nations bought up 75% of the world's vaccines and he's not happy about it. He says it's unfair. Look, this is a capitalistic market. What do you want people to say? I mean, this is if the countries can afford it, then they'll grab it. You know, um, if other countries, I mean, it's very political. It's not as simple as just it being a bidding war. I mean, that's part of it. But then you look at a lot of other countries who can afford it, but they don't have as much influence on the world stage. So obviously, you know, the countries with more influence are going to get it first. This is why in a lot of ways, and people might think that I support Putin or something for saying this, but this is why in a lot of ways, the nationalist agenda or the nationalist perspective or populist perspective in some ways is that of uh, more beneficial outcomes than other other um, perspectives. And again, it's all in context. Certain perspectives could be applied to some things. Other perspectives could be applied to other things. We got to look at all the angles, right? We can't just say this is the way to do it and that's it. Certain things, there might be better ways to do it, maybe more of a conservative approach. Other things might be more of a liberal approach, right? But at the end of the day, there's no, you can't implement like a global law saying that you can't buy up all the value. Like that's capitalism, 
right? And so the question then becomes, you know, is it really worth it and this and that? And then you get into the whole debate of, you know, crony capitalism and all this different stuff and Marxism and, and you know, socialism and communism. It, it's it, it's a mess. And that goes into the, the debate of how to reform countries, let alone the freaking the whole planet. You know what I mean? So... The next thing is that Australian Prime Minister slams Facebook, uh, Facebook's news censoring, saying it's ridiculous and it's nonsense. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, it, it, it's ridiculous, especially with what I talked about in yesterday's episode of uh, the, the Kraken uh, segment, where Zuckerberg, leaked by Project Veritas, was seen questioning the efficacy of the vaccine. Meanwhile, if you question the vaccine, or you put a post or a picture or anything saying, you know, I'm not sure if I'm going to take it. Facebook, they might not remove it, but they'll put a fake news flag on it. What? So the guy who owns the company that's flagging all of our shit, pardon my English, for things they don't even know is for sure because the doctors themselves don't know. Let's face it. Let's just call a spade a spade. Okay? Is censoring us and he's questioning it in private. This was a leaked Zoom call with, I think, a handful of developers and executives, and one of them leaked it uh, is a source for Project Veritas, James O'Keefe, right? The same time this got leaked, Twitter removed the, the Project Veritas Twitter page. Ah, oh yeah, that's right. Jack Dorsey and Mark Zuckerberg are good friends. Totally forgot. Not a, not a conspiracy there, guys, you know? So, anyways. The next thing is that... And this actually sort of has to do with um, Project Veritas, uh, James O'Keefe as well, because I believe they're suing CNN now, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and I'll gladly take that back if that's not accurate, but I think it is. Uh, CNN is um, uh, being sued for a number of things because of Anna Cabrera's false statements on CNN last Sunday. She was on not Brian Stelter's Sunday show. She was on another, bra I forgot his last name. Anyways, he generally, like that gentleman, Brian, again, I, I apologize, I forgot his last name. He does pretty decent reporting, but Anna Cabrera on Sunday said, and um, this is not the exact quote, but it was along the lines of, well, Project Veritas got removed from Twitter because of uh, the their disinformation campaign. No, 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 no. She just made that up. So when CNN makes it up, it's fine, Right. But when others do it, no, no, not, you can't do it. Or when others not even make things up, but others provide an alternative perspective in the way that something can be interpreted, which is free speech. It's not, nah, I don't know, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? So she said, Anna Cabrera, that Project Veritas was removed. Their page was removed and suspended from Twitter. Uh, permanently suspended, and I'll get to that in a second, because of disinformation. No. Twitter then came out and said that Anna Cabrera's statements were not correct, and well, they didn't say specifically her. They just said in general. Twitter then came out and they said, no, 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 we removed him because of our anti-doxing policies, right? And doxing is, for those who don't know, is when you take someone's personal information, you know, their address, their phone, everything personal that you don't want being online, medical records, you name it, and you put it on the internet and you say to people, to everybody on the internet, who anyone who will listen, you say, look, this is where the person lives, do what you want. And that could, that could mean really bad things. It could mean good things, but let's be realistic, Right. So long story short, Twitter said that that was not true. What CNN said and CNN has yet to or Anna Cabrera has yet to retract that. So what's also very interesting here, too, is that when you look at a lot of things of CNN's court cases of, you know, the Washington Post and all that, they've settled a lot of stuff. OK. And they say that they don't talk about that publicly because if CNN wants to be fair, you should comment on your own lawsuits. 
right? And they, they've settled on a lot of things about because of false reporting, but they don't bring that up, right? And so I see why Project Veritas is suing CNN. Now, the other thing I want to mention about this story as well to make this clear is that according to James O'Keefe, the founder and owner of Project Veritas, this doesn't really mess with Twitter's anti-doxing policy because they were doing they've been doing this for years on Twitter and Twitter never cared until all of a sudden it was the CEO of Facebook, Twitter CEO's good buddy there, you know? So he said, James O'Keefe, he went on the Tim Cast, the Tim Pool podcast a couple nights back, and he said what happened was Twitter approached him through direct messages privately and said, Hey, look, we'll keep your account, we'll put it back up if you just remove the tweet of the Zuckerberg video, right? James O'Keefe then said, No, 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 we're gonna keep it and I'm gonna appeal this, right? He, had a, he knew he was taking a chance by appealing it. He admitted it, but he said out of good conscience for telling the truth, not a biased truth, not a manipulate, for telling just the, the, the straight truth, the raw video of Zuckerberg, he said to Twitter, he replied back, listen, I'm not. This, this is a real video. You want me to take down something that's real? How am I doxing the guy? What information am I giving publicly about him? It's Mark freaking Zuckerberg. You can Google where he lives. And even then... Like, you'll find out where he lives. It's not that hard. And on top of that, Project Veritas, the video they released, had nothing to do with any type of doxing. I mean, okay, you could argue that it was a private call and da-da-da. So what, when the Wall Street Journal does it, when the Washington Post does it, when CNN does it, really? When they do it, it it's fine? Or they have to settle with certain people that they don't talk about publicly? But James O'Keefe and Project Veritas, let's go after him. Anyways, I'm sorry for taking so long on this subject, but I just wanted to make it very clear for you guys. The next thing is that the French minister warns of Islamo-leftism in universities. And by the way, so I want to say very quickly about the last point. I'm not trying to take sides. For me, it's about consistency. If you do it on one side, that same principle has got to be applied to the other. You know what I mean? It's not that hard. I'm just trying to be consistent. I'm not trying to push my opinions. It's not, from, it's not my place to tell you guys what to think, right? The next thing is that French minister warns of Islamo-leftism in universities. I guess the whole woke movement is what he's re- he or she is referring to. Um, I mean, the minister is facing backlash. I didn't look into it that much because I kind of got the point. I mean, I don't think details need to be really explained in a lot of ways when a statement like this is made. I mean, look, these are what this is what people like Jordan Peterson argue and Stephen Fry in a lot of ways. So, again, it, you know, there's, it, it's very polarizing, that statement, which is why you're going to have all the right-leaning websites say, look, he can't have free speech, which I agree with in this case. And that's my opinion. I'm not trying to tell you guys what to think. But then on the other side, you got the, the left-leaning websites or the far-left websites that say, no, how dare he? What's he trying to do? He's trying to insult? So look, both sides are technically right. It depends on the interpretation. The one thing that I must say, in my opinion, my humble opinion, that cannot be altered or affected is what he said or she said, because this is free speech. All right. I'm, this is not hate speech. Hate spe- That's a bit of a different conversation. All right. Even though hate speech is covered under free speech in America, I'm not trying to justify it. I'm just saying hate speech is one thing, but free speech in the way that this person is saying this minister, I don't see anything wrong. This is a minister's opinion. What's wrong with that? He's a human being like everybody else. What? He doesn't have an opinion. He can't have one. I know the whole thing is like, well, they're not supposed to say it publicly, but they still think it. So let's be real. What the hell's the difference? You know? So, anyways, and I would be consistent, by the way, if this was a statement about the uh, people, about conservatives, because we got to be consistent, right? The next thing is that uh, a man was imprisoned for coughing at police while saying the word corona. I don't remember exactly where this was. This is in a European country. Uh, My apologies, guys. I forgot to write. I think it was the, I think it was the Netherlands, but don't quote me on that. 
I guess, look, it comes down to each individual government, how they want to perceive that, how they want to feel, how controversial that is to the people. If the mass majority of people in that respected country or respective country think that's okay to do, then hey, you got to go with what the masses want. I mean, whether you like it or not, right? Because the majority, it's fair, it's basic, it's basic democracy. The majority of people want it, go with that. But if a lot of people in that country are saying, wait, well, hold on, what did he technically do wrong? There's an argument to be made on that side too. And I see that, I, and I understand that. So, I'm actually, I'm going to follow up on that. I'm curious to see what will happen to him. The next, or the final thing is that Cuomo, Andrew Cuomo, Governor Andrew Cuomo of New York, faces federal inquiry over the, and uh, federal inquiry investigations over the nursing home scandal, as he should. He screwed up, and this is the thing too. I'm not trying to hate on the guy, but when the media was painting him as a god for eight, seven, eight months, as you guys know, and then all of a sudden, they're barely talking about this investigation. I mean, they're reporting it so they can say, look, we still reported it. But let's be honest, they made him look like a god. And that's fine. But when he screws up, you got to make it, you got to present it the same way you presented him as a god. That's what I'm trying to say, guys, consistency. But they don't. And we got to call it as it is. So that's it for today. I'm going to catch you guys on uh, Sunday for the news. Uh, we got Patreon only members episode coming out tomorrow. We got a live stream Saturday. Got a few different things going on. So thank you guys so much again. And we will catch you next time. Cheers.